We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Curicast. The name is Larry, and it's such a pleasure being with you at my new abode. Um, is it new? It's like 10 days old or seven days. It's actually, it's, I mean, I paid for it 10 days ago, but it's now seven days. So let's call it seven to 10 days. <laughs> It's such a pleasure being with you. There's so many stories coming out of this week. Uh, and of course, there's, in the second part, I'm going to talk about a Heath Streak situation. It's a huge story coming out of Zimbabwe. And in the final segment, why a woman's achievement is such a big deal in a relationship. And uh, so let's go with it. The biggest, the big other big story out of Zimbabwe is DMX uh, dying. When I say out of Zimbabwe, it's because we grew up on DMX. Okay? I grew up on DMX. If you can hear echoes out of here, it's because um, there are no curtains in this place that I've walked into. She, all you can see is my TV, my decoder, and uh, an excellent picture of me done by, I have to remember her name. She's really awesome at it. But anyway, um, what you can understand is, is, is DMX was part of such a critical aspect of my childhood. At some point, I'm going to play an audio uh, which I had with someone else who kind of found out about DMX and calls him a pioneer. Yeah, that kind of shit happens. But when I do the think about DMX, I was listening to, to his song, Dede, um, Who We Be. And there's that part of the song where it says, Dead End, Dead End, Dead End, Dead End, Dead End. You know, if, if you're a person who listens to DMX a lot, you understand that part of the song, but a lot of I, do you realize that the lyrics on the internet don't have that part of the song? They just call it "They Don't Know Who We Be." So the, the, that's the only thing they've recorded. So if someone from the future asks what the philosopher by the name of Earl Simmons, otherwise known as DMX, wrote, they will only know that he said, "They don't know who we be." It's kind of it's it's a thing, but a lot of things that DMX taught me uh, personally. He died at the age of fifty, so I can say he taught me because kind of older. Is that you don't fear um, things you don't understand, and um, when you walk into, I, I, I was walking home right now, and there was a person. I think he was trying to rob me, and I just got into my hardcore, like you know, like if you're a Ridgeback like you know a dog there's a ridge back you kind of get into this position where you kind of feel like yeah okay i'm gonna show you that i'm a man and he changed his course he just moved out of the way and i saw you because he had it was walking into this is between fifth and chitepo and I'm, i'm walking down the road and he is coming into my space and then he kind of just like turned back because 
I, I, at that point, I was like 10, I was listening to DMX at the same time. So you kind of feel like you're, you're a gangster. And, and DMX in his own music said, um, th- there's music that you need to listen that make you feel some kind of way. You don't have, you don't have to be happy all the time. You, sometimes you need music that kind of makes you feel, you know, like, oh, you kind of, you are using his word, you want to beat up some people. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace. I should have laughed into that, but rest in peace. And only I, I can laugh to that because he gave me some of the happiest parts of my life. I, I was saying this just before this weekend, that imagine if the clubs were open in Zimbabwe when DMX died at the DJ plays. Uh, what is that song? Um, Rough Riders Anthem. The whole club will go wild. And I think that's what we're we're missing around the death of some of the icons at the same at this kind of place. Um, what else is happening this week? The Queen's dude died. Um, what's his name? The Queen's dude. The dude who is the dude to the Queen. The Queen's dude. The dude to the Queen. Um, Prince Philip died at the age of ninety-nine. It was a bit of a unconventional and politically incorrect. Some are called racist. I've got this policy in life that you don't have to agree with. There are no bad people and good people because I feel like, not I feel like, I think that um, there are people who you agree with and people you disagree with. And that's how life is. And the Queen's husband is a person who I agreed with on some issues and the things I disagreed with on. I think to a large extent, uh, you know, Hitler was a person who some people agreed with and and they were not terrible human beings, not trying to annihilate Jews. They're people who he agree, who they agreed with uh, because, you know, maybe he brought them cheese to their house one day or brought them bread to their house one day where they didn't have any. So I, I tend not to try to waste too much of my energy on judging people's lives on things I don't like about them. I just think that he had a, things that were bad about him and things that were good about him. The sad news, although, about um, that happened this week, a couple of sad news, well, not to say that Queen's dude dying is not sad. It is sad because, but at 99, you can't can accept, accept it. I cannot accept Nelly's death uh, at such a young age. That's AKA's girlfriend who fell off a building in, the, uh, in a hotel that they were at. And AKA, uh, that's AKA's woman, and she fell off. I don't know the details, so I cannot say a lot more about it. But um, it, it is said that the families of both, including Forbes himself, AKA, AKA, uh, are inconsolable. So uh, rest in peace to her and that sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Cindy Fonsale. That one hurt. I didn't meet her much. I think I interacted or interacted with her like only one day on Twitter. But she came across to me at that time as a very likable person, not just likable, but a very kind person. So I, 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 I just kind of feel like it's very sad that she's gone. Um, she was 45 and she was daughter to the former mayor of Zimbabwe, Muchade Masunda. And I, I'm, I have... 
I have great respect for Mushadei Masunda, and I'm I'm very sad for him because um, no person should have to, you know, d delete a relationship we call their daughter by by way of death in their lifetime, and that's what's happened, and it's. It's terribly, because the thing, she was like amazing at sharing, even when people share or they interact with them, sharing her information, how she dealt with issues of, uh, to talk to people about HIV and mental health and any other medical issues. She, she shared that information because a lot of that stuff around health had become very elitist. It's like if you knew a doctor, if you knew all sorts of people that, that you could access that information. But if you didn't, then you were in shit. And she made it accessible. So rest in peace, Dr. Cindy Van Sale. Um, she passed away recently. Another information that we can throw away um, very quickly, uh, not that it's not important, casinos reopened in Zimbabwe, so that's great for um, stuff in Zimbabwe. Like, I don't even realize why they closed, because I don't think if you're a gambler, you want to be too close to somebody else. But anyway, they have reopened in Zimbabwe. The Zimbabwe government has come up with a solution for passport passports in the country. What they're saying is that they're going to come up with a whole lot more, um, what do you call that, equipment and systems and stuff. So to deal with the passport backlog. And they're talking about how they have little capacity before. So they've got a plan for the passport situation. And also what's happening is that SADC has decided to get involved in Mozambique over the um, terrorists that are happening there. And I'm just glad that SADC as a whole is coming in because, you know, Zimbabwe has tended to have to go into there and carry the can for everybody else. And then we only stay with the bill. So I'm kind of happy that the whole of SADC is coming in. Also, you know what? If Zimbabwe had gone in on its own, then these fundamentalists, will be coming to do suicide bombings only in Zimbabwe. So now we've got to spread the risk. And Zimbabwe had been going through the situation where whatever country was in strife, we were going in to fix their issues, uh, but not getting the benefits uh, of the finance. And then, you know, after all, it, all has happened, we get told, oh, good, fab, ah, thanks. And then those countries that have got enough capacity to exploit them, we're now exploiting them. That's my view anyway. And finally, good news for people who love the World Cup of Football. Uh, Supersport is going to be uh, presenting the World Cup 2020, 2020, 2022 in Qatar. They've just announced that they've clinched the deal with FIFA to be able to do that. So I'm hoping I get a gig from that. I really want gigs. I've got to have money. Like, this flat is not cheap, guys. We're going to have money. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. It is the second part of the Criticast, and uh, in this uh, part of the Criticast is one of the craziest stories that's happening right now. Oh gosh, Heath Streak, the former Zimbabwe and uh, captain and Zimbabwe coach, 
has been banned by the ICC for uh, breaching the um, uh, ICC anti-corruption code. So in simple terms, he's been banned for doing very bad things and for being corrupt. Okay, let's not sugarcoat it. He's been corrupt. He's been banned for eight years. Now, just to go through what he said, he was a Zimbabwe coach. He was a coach of Zimbabwe 2016-2018. And what the ICC said, what he's admitted to, because he's admitted to all these five charges, first of all, disclosing inside information uh, under both the ICC code and various domestic codes in, rela- in circumstances where he knew or should have known that such information may be used for betting purposes. In particular, he disclosed inside information relating to matches into the 2018 Tri-Series involving Zimbabwe, Bangladesh and uh, Sri Lanka, and the Zimbabwe versus Afghanistan Series in 2018. The Indian Premier League, from this moment, I should call it the IPL, and the Afghanistan Premier League in 2018. Both of those were in 2018. The second one is directly or indirectly soliciting, inducing, uh, enticing, persuading, encouraging, or intentionally facilitating any participation in breach of the code. In particular, he facilitated or attempted to facilitate the uh, introduction of four different players, including a national captain, to, pers- to someone he knew or should have known may have wanted to approach them to provide inside information for betting purposes. The third one is this failing to disclose the receipt of any gift, payment, hospitality or other benefit that the participant knew, and the participant being uh, Streak himself, knew or should have known was given to them to procure a breach of the code that or that was made or given in circumstances that bring uh, could bring the participant or the sport the, to the of cricket to disrepute. Number four, failure to disclose the ACU, the uh, anti-corruption unit, full details of any approaches or invitations uh, received to um, engage in corrupt conduct under the code, including in relation to the international matches, matches in the 2017 BPL, the 2018 Pakistan Super League, we didn't mention that one before, and the 2018 IPL and 2018 APL. Finally, he says, obstructing or delaying an investigation, including concealing, tampering with, or destroying any documentation or other information that may be relevant to that investigation and or that may be evidence of or may lead to the discovery of evidence of corrupt or corrupt uh, conduct under the ICC uh, anti-corruption code. Now, to go into the details of how it happened, because this is, this is like a movie. I just feel like I should call Joan Jack and turn this into a movie. In 2017, Streak became and began a WhatsApp conversation with an Indian gentleman who would be called Mr. X. Okay, this was at Mr. X's instigation, so he starts the conversation, um, who said he was interested in organizing a league in Zimbabwe. And I have to tell you that we heard news about a league in, uh, in Zimbabwe or the need, the idea of a league in Zimbabwe. So well, it was kind of the thing that was being talked about. And uh, he also asked Mr. Streak if he could, would be interested as he could make some good money from it. 
During these discussions, Mr. X made it clear to Mr. Streak that he was involved in betting on cricket. So he was very upfront, Mr. X said. I'm a betting syndicate guy. And also requested details of Mr. Streak's bank account outside Zimbabwe, which Mr. Streak provided. Mr. Streak also made it clear uh, in these discussions that he wanted to establish a T20 league in Zimbabwe and was passionate about furthering the cricket of Zimbabwe. So at this point, Okay, apart from the the, the 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 point where bank account details are asked for, it looks like a solid deal, right? Maybe the bank account deals, but then these conversations took plus place place via personal uh, email addresses and phones, and not official ones, at both Mr. Streak and Mr. X's request. So they're busy writing emails to each other and soliciting each other's conversation. During the course of these conversations, which lasted for a period of more than 15 months, guys, it's 15 months. It's not like a bunch, one or two conversations. Mr. X asked Mr. Street to provide him with various information in relation to tournaments and matches he was involved with. Now, this is where it gets tricky. In particular, in relation to the 2017 edition of the Bangladesh Premier League, the BPL from now on, Mr. X asked Mr. Streak to provide him with any links, namely team captains, or owner, owners of players in the BPL saying they would earn good money as a result which they could invest in a T20, T20 event in Zimbabwe. In, uh, it appeared that Mr. X wanted Mr. Streak to provide him with contacts of players, team owners, ETC, who Mr. X would then provide for inside information, then approach for inside information such as which team would win a match in upcoming matches. Mr. Streak provided Mr. X with uh, contact details of three players in the PPL, including the details of a national captain, deep right there, in circumstances when he knew or should have known that Mr. X may use these details to contact these players and, uh, and request inside information from them for him to use for betting purposes. Further, in re request of two of these players, this is where the bombshell is. Mr. Streak actually contacted the players to effectively vouch for Mr. X. Gang gang, this is tense. Mr. X asked for reference, uh, for player references for the Pakistan uh, Super League in 2018. In relation to the 2018 edition of the Afghanistan Premier League, therein called the, the APR, Mr. Streak uh, facilitated the introduction of Mr. X to one player and attempted to facilitate the introduction to, of Mr. X to another player. Mr. X also requested and Mr. Streak provided inside information in relation to the matches in the APR. What happened next? Mr. Streak has accepted that passing this information to Mr. X amounted to corrupt conduct and the code. So he's accepted it. He also received two bitcoins from Mr. X, uh, subsequently converted to 35,000 in cash. He accepted that despite this obligation to do so, his obligation to do so, he failed to disclose um, ex uh, receipt of this payment to the ICC ACU or any uh, relevant designated anti-corruption official. Mr. Streak also accepted that despite his obligation to do so, he failed to report any approaches that we received from Mr. X. And during the APL, Mr. X uh, gifted Mr. Streak with a new iPhone for his wife, 
a gift which Mr. Streak accepted he did not disclose. In December 2018, Mr. Streak was advised by the ACU that he was he was to attend an interview with ACU in January. During the, this call, uh, he was told, that is Mr. Streak was told, he was given notice that he would have to provide uh, any phones or SIM cards that were used in the, in the 2018 at the interview. He then subsequently proceeded to engage in a series of WhatsApp messages with Mr. X. Knowing that Mr. X himself had been uh, interviewed by the ACU, these inter uh, WhatsApp conversations between Mr. X and Mr. Streak related to what Mr. X had told the ACU in his uh, interviews. In these conversations, Mr. Streak had admitted that he and Mr. X effectively discussed what Mr. Streak should say in the interviews to ensure that both told the same story, a story which uh, on occasion was not true. Uh, and um, uh, consequent, consequently, he has admitted that his conduct in so doing was also co construed as misleading, obstructing the ACU's investigation. Mr. Streak also sought clarification of Mr. X of the interview process, what Mr. X had told the ACU on certain matters. So, the guy, essentially went in and then asked what his homie had said so that you can say the same thing Addition, additionally following this conversation mr streak has admitted that at the um, instruction of mr x he deleted messages from his phone before he attended the acu interview and as well as well as deleting mr x's phone number from his phone in so doing Mr. Street accepts that his conduct in his disregard was wrong. Now the ICCC goes on to say he was unsuccessful in, uh, you know, manipulating the result of a match. But the fact that he attempts to do so means that he's done a lot of what he's supposed to do. Even going to the point of, um, you know, getting players to get onto his side. Uh, the, the Zimbabwe Ministry of Sport has gone on to say, can the National Prosecuting Authority um, go on to, uh, how can I put it, to, 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 to charge Heath Street if they can find a crime? Now, this is complicated because the Z Sports Recreation Commission of Zimbabwe was on the side of Heath Street in his fight against Zimbabwe cricket. And in effect, Tainted Law, which is a law firm owned by the the head of the Sports and Recreation Commission, Jerome Locher, it was Heath Street's lawyer. So it's a, it's a very difficult position for them. Um, I don't have any information. They might have been even represented Heath Street at the ICC in his, uh, in, his, in his court case. So it's not, I'm not even sure how this situation is going to roll out. Because if he's then goes to jail um which many with with few this is the thing because he's white uh his streak is white his corrupt conduct is defined as sad but if it's a black person then he's evil so yeah i don't know i i don't think justice exists for white people i mean i don't know how many white people from are in jail in zimbabwe or have been arrested for corruption in Zimbabwe, in spite of the fact that there's a huge amount, if you're going to have a conversation with them, that corrupt black people. So, I'm not saying this is the case with Heath Street, 
because I don't have any evidence that he has corrupted black people. But I mean, look, Newstreak is corrupt as fuck. I mean, it's been it's been decided by the International Cricket Council. I, I, I'm actually hearing people coming out and saying that, oh, nobody did so much for the country. Ugh. Dude, you corrupted the country. I mean, I've been reading, um, what's his name? Tavengom uh, Kutlanis. Like, it's a dark day for Zimbabwe. It's a dark day for Zimbabwean cricket. It's a terrible day for Zimbabwean cricket. Because if you are a cricket coach who goes out to any country and you're from Zimbabwe, they're looking at you funny that you can be corruptible. So he's, he's, he's really killed opportunities for a bunch of young possible coaches from Zimbabwe. And in his statement, Tavengam Kutlani said, um, as we and the rest of the world now know now, now know, because he talks about, he graciously talks about how Streak represented, represented Captain Chris Zimbabwe for, and before later coaching the national team. Streak was a powerful figure, adored by many and held up as an idol for a few generations for cricketers. In doing this, he held a position of trust and owed a duty to uphold the integrity of the cricket. He goes on to say, Streak was also a corrupt, greedy, and selfish character who regrettably abused his status and position in pursuit of his dirty benefits. He has let cricket down. He has let down the teams and the players he coached. He has let down the nation. He has let down the fans, including impressionable children who loved and idolized him. And that's the thing. That's going to be his legacy. It's a terrible legacy he's got. That, in spite of the fact that he's the highest wicked taker in the country, the name Heath Streak is now going to be associated with corruption. You know, when they go to other countries and they say, We've got here, you know, other people like we've got Viv Riches, other say we've got Kumar Sangakara, other countries will name their greats. When we name Heath Streak, they always hang that over us. As a test play nation, we have a cheat. As someone who, who can get bought. And that's going to be his legacy for Zimbabwe. And that's the terrible thing. I know we, um, and this is, I know the, the Sports and Recreation Commission, as long with the Ministry of Sport, came out and said that to our national prosecuting authority to come and put stuff thrown at him and stuff like that. But remember when Zimbabwe got banned, they backed him. He was their guy. He was the person that they believed was the right guy. And now that he's corrupt, what are they going to say? Are they going to sanitize him somehow? We're going to find a way to say, oh, this is a crisis. Let's see how we can manage this. That was something that David Coulthard said today. He was like, well, I'm going to help him to find a way to sanitize it. Imagine if this was Mangongo. For all his faults, I have loads of issues with Mangongo. If this Mangongo, it was... 
Dagi Hondo, any black person who had been found guilty by the ICC of bringing the game into disrepute, of being a thief, would we be so kind? We would, would we let that shit slide? And that's the big thing from the story that if you're white in Zimbabwe, you can't be corrupt. Bringing you conversation. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. So in the final, uh, I'm going to see which side of the, of the, yeah, there you go. There's my side of the camera, of the audio. But it's, you know, when you're dealing with new equipment. In the final segment of the Criticast, uh, compliments that women love. And one of the big ones, her achievement. A lot of us just don't understand how important telling a woman here she is dope is. Is you know, you know how when a when, when you rub your dog's belly. I'm not saying you know, your woman is a dog. Even if you call her your bitch, she's not a dog. She's an actual human being. When you rug, rub your dog's belly, they get this get so excited. When your woman holds the back of your head you're like yeah and do you also remember every time she tells you that you've done a really good job at work you're like really excited like when she calls you dead to seven you get this thing in your bone you're like you i conquered the world well be out of the situation is your woman feels the same just because you think your journey is right, it doesn't mean she doesn't think her journey is, is hard. Uh, but just because you don't think your journey is hard, she doesn't think your, her journey is, 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 is not hard. Uh, and uh, you don't have some of the obstacles that she has. Being a woman, she's, every time she walks into the office, she's told all sorts of things and she's not good enough or whatever the case may be. Now, she has jumped all over hoops. She's gone all two types of places to be able to go in and be the dopest she can be in her space. When you tell her that she is the most amazing person and she's a G of great things, when you recognize how she has moved up the social ladder, you know how tough that is. Imagine how you had to go through your friends and try and become relevant to them. When you've gone through the economic ladder, you used to be able to buy only the $2 beer, now you can buy everybody a beer. When you go into the professional ladder, used to be the guy used to carry money and carry things and coffee and so forth now you're the ceo now also think about political spaces since you guys jerk off to politics in this country <laughs> stupidest thing um how difficult it is to get any summit with all what with all these recalls that take place right now Imagine how she's done. She's moved up social circles in a country that just doesn't believe she has a place. She has grown up the economic scale. She now takes you on a holiday. 
on a professional ladder. She's now the CEO of a company. She still cooks for you in case you're one of those traditional men who kind of feels like the way to a woman is still your stomach. It's golden when you tell her that it's deep. I, I, I want to give you, for example, just, just go and tell Fazai Mahiri on Twitter. See how much she likes that. And she retweets it. She's like, yeah. You can tell Miss Red that she's, she's dope. Tell them that they, they're good at what they do. Best believe that that, that that move is important. It also speaks to the, to to what I refer to as their brain function. You know, women receive ten compliments in the afternoon about how they look. She's used to it. I mean, she, she doesn't. It's not like if you tell. I mentioned Faza Mahiri and Miss Red. If you don't tell them that they're beautiful, they will love that. But if you go left field and compliment their minds and their achievement, which is not just eye candy. You know, she has a soul and opinion and you're interested in her thoughts. That's dope. The, one of the dopest compliments I've come up with is your mind is as sexy as, as, you, as you are beautiful or I've learned so much from you a lot of people, a lot of guys have no time to tell a woman that they learn a lot from them so think about that yeah so remember a woman's achievement is a dope ass thing it's like if you listen to the Criticast uh, take care of yourself, the people that you love remember to get in touch with me on Twitter at Quiriray, Quiriray has got a Y-I at the end, K-W-I-R-I-R-A-Y-I. And also Larry Quiriray on uh, any other platform. And that is your Facebook, your Instagram, your um, TikToks. And also email Larry at 3-mob.com. If you want to make sure you get every episode of the Criticast, just remember to subscribe on whatever platform you're on so you can get into Podchaser, uh, iTunes, which also goes as Apple Podcasts. You can also get onto Google Podcasts. So if you're on an Android device, every time there's a new episode, you get a notification of it. Also, just go to criticast.co.zw and um, you can listen to every episode that is available on that platform. Um, other than that, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And um, I'm going to reiterate my person. No one is a bad guy. No one is a good guy. It's just people you agree with and people you disagree with. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. And as I say from where I come from, I see me. See, I see Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.